following is a presentation of ComedyVoices.com. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome back. Why don't you do the intro? I talk too much. All right. Check out this episode. We, we got a big, epic, emotional uh, role here. Joe List was on Conan. We talk all about that. The L.A. story and some sleepy... Asian Asians. folk. So uh, tune in. You're not going to want to miss this one. If you like showbiz, if you like Joe, and if you like anal. It's weird because they're already listening. I know. Ah, yeah. fuck. All right. Do whatever you want. We love you. Coming to you from the top of the stand-up New York comedy club. This is a Stand-Up Labs production. Powered by ComedyVoices.com. Find your voice. Hey, Mark. Fake banter for the intro. That's all I know how to do. Great. Good to be here. Welcome to Tuesdays with... Stories. Hit her in the face with a surfboard. And then the duck fell out of his bag. (laughs) Surf's up. And she didn't even flush. Knock, knock. Who's there? Mark Norman and Joe List. Yeah! This is Tuesdays with Stories, everybody. Yeah, that's terrible. This is supposed to be cheesy. My radio is spitting at me. Oh, we're live! Oh, jeez. We're starting. How much of that did you record? We started. All right, good. We didn't get any of oh. that uh, UCB sh- trash talk. Yeah, well. Oh, we can get some of that. But, yeah. uh, All right, holy hell. Boy, we were just talking about anal and... Uh, and elves and leprechauns. Yeah, prison rape and... Uh, Jews. What a bummer, the prison rape. they got to put an end to the prison rape. Don't you think? You're in prison already. Yeah, I, I said that too, and some guy goes, well, fuck, they deserve it. What? Some guy in there for bank fraud? He doesn't deserve a pierced anal. Nobody deserves to get raped. It's a weird uh, double standard there. Well, with the men and women? A little bit, don't oh, you com- think? Oh, completely. Uh, and not to, and I'm not trying to lower women rape. It's, it's, it's tragic, but so is this men rape. Like you said, a guy commits bank fraud, he's just getting fucking smashed in the ass. Yeah. And people are like, well, he committed a crime. Well, what? Also, I almost made a horrible point, but it would this would just get the place shut down. Oh boy! Well, it's uh, up to you. I'm not going to pressure you. Sheesh! This is this is where my brain goes. This is why I'm I'm in therapy. This is why they listen. Maybe. Well, I just thought the male rape might be worse because at least the female rape it's meant to be in there. Uh-huh. There's not a dick. The dick in the ass is not designed that way. At oh, least right. vaginal rape, a dick is supposed to go in that thing. Well, I can see your point. It's the physical pain uh-huh. is going to be less. Yes. Because uh, there's been penises in there before. Right. But I think that there's, in a rape situation, I don't know this, I have to Google. I don't think there's a lot of lubricant happening. There's no. There's not a lot of natural lubricant. So I... I yeah, we'll probably will get shut down because we're 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 talking about this, but uh, not condoning, c- certainly not. But no, I think the physical pain, but mentally, I don't think it's any more mental being uh, raped, uh, female or male. I mean, just that's got to put a damper on things. It's just the biggest nightmare uh, you can imagine, and uh, it's a sickening thought. Yeah, but I can see where you're coming from because you know, uh, ad- an anus, anus, uh-huh. is not supposed to go that way so the physical the the actual physical pain is uh probably worse but again that vagina i think in a rape situation this is no studies i've never read anything about this i imagine it's pretty sealed up and it is getting forced in it's not like you and i you know it's a dry rub yeah they're not blowing in her ear and telling her she's pretty and tweaking a nipple to get it 
soft down there or whatever. They're not lying. I'm a doctor, you know. Right, right. Do you do doctor? I've done it. I've done. (laughs) You don't have a doctor look at the risk of offending. No, no, no. I go, you know, med school, gyno. Yeah. I've gone uh, parachute salesman. We used to do that. Ooh. Because it's weird, you know. Yeah. You're an outdoorsy. Yeah. A lot of parachute uh, designers. We design parachutes and stuff. and That works for you. You got to look. Yeah, I design. That's uh, good. Boy, I did the uh, the Conan O'Brien show, and uh, against all better judgment, I started to check the comments day one. Oh, what are you thinking? This one guy. I right, hear the same thing. This guy writes. Um, this guy seems like one of these these nerd guys that's never been laid, but he talks about only talks about sex to counteract not getting laid. Oh, that cuts deep. Well, it doesn't cut deep, but it, it, I mean, it doesn't hurt my feelings. But I'm like, uh, I mean, I guess it does a little bit. But you're like, <laughs> doesn't get laid. I'm. I'm on TV. Aha. Uh-huh. I'm making strangers laugh in a $1,000 suit on television. Wow, is it grand? You don't get laid. Oh. You're a YouTube commenter. You're yes. the one not getting laid. You right. think I don't get laid? Yeah, you're watching my video. Exactly. I'll admit I got some, I got some teeth problems, but I think I'm an all right looking guy. I'm on TV. I'm in a nice suit. I'm talking to Conan. Uh-huh. Not get laid. I'm getting laid left and right, baby. Yeah, my life is already 800 times better than this guy's. Yes. What is that, not get laid? You comment on my video. These idiots think that, like, that's your real persona. Like, you're that guy all the time. Right. Ah. Uh, really, uh, what a big goof. Yeah, what an idiot. But uh, anyway, I read about five of them, and I was like, what am I doing? And I scrambled out of there. But so if you're listening, go on there. Leave a nice comment so we can counteract the, the negatives. Yes, I please. I these negatives. You got any pauses? I, I saw a couple pauses, but they don't mean anything. They just disappear. They go in uh-huh. one ear and out the other ear. So true. It's so hard to find. Fo- and I, I'm trying to do this more because we get so many nice tweets and so many just wonderful, handsome emails. Handsome. That doesn't sound right. Yeah, nice, generous, yeah, sweet. Maybe not handsome, but uh, certainly... Thoughtful emails, and they all mean so much to us, but it's hard to put in perspective. I know. Because you're kind of like, great, we're doing great, and then you move on to the next thing. So I'm trying to spend more time being like, boy, this we really meant something to this person. It is nice, yeah. It's nice to touch. Yeah. It's nice to be in a profession, in art, and job where people are telling you that you're great and that they appreciate you. Because, you know, you, you go to, the, you, you do plumbing work. They're just, they're mad at you when you get there. Yeah, my toilet's not fixed, right. you fucking fat fuck. Get uh, out of here, you uh-huh. son. Here's your money, you dude. Yeah. But uh, I don't think a lot of plumbers and carpenters, they're probably not getting uh, emails daily saying, hey, we think you're doing a great job out there. You got a point. You got a point. Also, so, but I will say a lot of these plums are real crooks. Hmm. These guys are making up uh, prices out of thin air. Hey, I do that myself sometimes. Oh, do you? Well, you gotta. It's a thousand bucks to go to Des Moines. Ooh. You know, that's not bad. That's more than that. Yeah. There for four days. <laughs> It'll buy you a suit. A grand for that thing, huh? Well, it's eight fifty oh, and then the shoes. Gay. The shoe I mean if you go the full full bore, yeah. the shoes which were port- purchased to me by uh, Ryan Hamilton and Gary Goldman. Those like, were five hundred. Oh, those are the original shoes. Original shoes, okay. original suit. How about a Good. new shirt for this? I was worried you bought a new new deck. I just bought a new shirt. Okay. Deck I believe is a skateboard term. I used to skateboard. It was stuck in me. I see. Yeah. The new deck was a big moment. Better to have a deck stuck in you than a dick stuck in you. 
Tell that to the jailbirds getting plowed in the pooper. You never hear bird anymore in relation to jail. Jailbirds, yeah, they flew the coop. That jailbird got out. Doesn't it feel like we've, we haven't recorded in a long time? Feels like weeks. Months. Years. How you been? You shaved your face. You got a nice face shave. I gotta tell you about a shave I had. This, I had a beard going. I was on the high seas. I was like Blackbeard oh, out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't want to jump jump stories or jump ship, but I, I had a zit the size of Honolulu on my cheek, right on the middle, like a bullseye. And I got drunk one night, and I saw that puppy. I caught it in the mirror, and I went, "Oh no, you don't!" And I went at it like a like a you know those mob doctors where you go in a back room and they pull the bullet out. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah and they're pouring whiskey on it, and you're like, ah! But you can't tell a real doctor. Like Tombstone. Yes, mm-hmm. that's how I was treating the zit. Yes, I was just giving it to it. Ah! I was anally raping the zit. And uh, I popped the dick out of it. Blood shot on the mirror. I was like, I gotcha, you oh, piece of shit. Ah. I love the mirror job. Yes. I like the sound it makes. It sounds yes. like a shoulder dislocating. Yeah, yeah exactly. So uh, I popped that thing. I wake up the next day. Whole cheek is beet red, and uh. the, the zit is like fiery red right in the middle. And I was like, ah, oh, damn it. What have I done? I think I infected it. So I had the I had to keep growing the beard out because I didn't want to shave because this thing was the beard was hiding it a little. Right, right. So I finally you can still see it. Oh, I can see it. Yeah. Oh yeah, boy, it's gone down quite a bit, but I could shave finally. Yeah, it looks like a skeeta bite. Yes, yes. Wow, that's like uh, that reminds me of an old Paul Nardizzi joke. Please, he goes, I check my uh, pimple in the mirror. I'm like, ah, eh, that's not ready yet. Two seconds later, I got it in a two fisted Vulcan death grip. Oh know, man! And he goes, uh, there it goes. Uh, something uh, there was something else there. Yeah, that's so good because it's so relatable, but no yeah. one talks about it. And then you hear it splat on the uh, mirror because I, you know, I got I'm in a, a quality relationship, a sweet gal, and we're in love, and we're gonna get married. But not the kind of girl where you can, you know, blow a load on her face or something. Mm, well, we're married. Right. So the closest I get to that is when you get a nice whitehead and you blast it onto the mirror. Uh-huh. It's kind of a similar sensation it, of like, yeah, take it. Yeah, it's a money shot. You know, yeah. That mirror is your bitch. Yes. Uh, you don't, are you a fan of the face shot or you're not into it? The what or, now? The shooting on the girl's face. Well, here's the thing. Well, first of all, I mean, I shouldn't be mentioning my fiancé in this context, uh-huh. but, uh, but she's a classy guy. Now, if there's a girl that's into it, like I've had sex with girls that are like, come on, I think we've talked about this, come on my face, that I'm way into. Sure. But if a girl is like, I don't like it, but you can, that, that's uh, horrible. I don't, I don't like it. I don't I'm, want I'm that. I'm with you. I'm with you. I want, I'm into anything the girl is into. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, other than, you know. A prison fantasy where I get raped or whatever, but uh. yeah, well, that goes back to the micro, the great micro scene joke. Oh yes, I love that joke about how she's, you know, he's like, oh, my girlfriend's like, oh, you just want to come my face? It's so demeaning, and he's like, well, you made me carry your boxes at the mall, right? That's that's you coming on my face. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, and it's like we should have mom sometime. Ugh. <laughs> um, I used to do a joke about, uh, I think it's on my album, my first album, everybody. Uh huh. About uh, that's a fun thing to say on my first album. Yeah, every once in a while, a girl will be like, "Come wherever you want," and uh, I was like, "Ladies, if you say that, uh, you're getting it on the face. Yeah, maybe the tits if the guy's a hack." <laughs> and then I'd say, uh, "Like, like any guys, like oh, give me the back of your knee." I think when a girl says wherever you want, she wants it on the face. Probably that's her way of being like, "I can't say it, but." But there are certainly some girls that want. Uh, to be came on the face because oh, I'm, yeah. I'm a man. I want a girl to come on my. I want to squirt all in my nostrils and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I get want to gargle there. the juices. Yeah, get in the ears. I want the ears swimming. Which makes me think, if I was a guy, I talked to my friend Derek about this, and uh, 
boy, this might get too weird. Lay it on. We, we it, open with, with anal rape. That's true. If I was a, a female, I think I'd be the kind of girl that always wanted to be a load in the face. I think I would, too. Because I'm, I'm a guy, and I want girls to come on me. Right. I think if I was a girl, I'd be coming in my hair and shampooing with it and stuff. I'd yeah. just be nasty. Yeah, it's good hairspray. It sticks. It now, holds. I don't judge a girl either way. If she doesn't like to be coming in the face. I get it. If she likes to be coming in the face. I get that. I'm with you all day long. And I know a girl that we both know who's like, oh, I fucked this guy the other night. He was so hot. And I was like, oh, yeah, what'd you do? And she's like, oh, he flipped me over. He did this, he did that. And then he came in my face. It was amazing. And I was like, whoa, oh. I didn't know you were into that. Boy, you got to let me know who that is. She's not a peach. Oh, okay. But uh, she was into it. She's a dirty, dirty girl. Oh, all right. A Maybe, dirty bird. Boy, I want to know who this bird is. Yeah, she's uh, she flew the coop a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> What's a coop exactly? Is that the nest? Coop. You know, like the little house. Oh, the coop. The coop. The little uh, fence. Yeah, yeah. Flew the coop. The, the chicken left. One of the best deliveries of a line in, in movie history is uh, in uh, Blues Brothers. I think I forget which uh, musician it is. I'll come up with it in a second. When he goes, uh, chicken wire. Remember that, oh, that Bob's, Bob's the, country... Uh, the, the venue with the, yeah. the, the, the hicks. Yeah, and he walks in and he goes, chicken wire. It's yeah. fucking hilarious. That is nice. Yeah, it's great. That's Aykroyd. No, it's one of the guys in the band. Oh, okay. It's uh, real fun. Boy, I watched Best in Show on the airplane. I watched Best in Show and Caddyshack back-to-back wow. on the airplane. People thought I was a nut. I was laughing like De Niro in Cape Fear on yeah, the plane. People the were cigar. looking at me. I was howling. <laughs> Fred Best Willard. In- Fred Willard, the king. The greatest tweet in history. When we got caught jerking off in a movie theater, the yeah. next day he tweeted, Merry Christmas. Classic. That's gold. It wasn't Christmas time. Right. <laughs> that's, the only, that's the only addressing he did of the situation was Merry Christmas. Yeah, he's too good. Too good. I'm reading that book, The Comedians. He's got a nice chunk. These guys have done it all. The 60s. He was doing everything. Wow. Boy, he was out there in the coffee houses. I got to be honest, and I don't mean to hurt your feelings here, but it's getting a little embarrassing how long you've been reading this book. Well, I put it down. It's about this thick. <laughs> We're on three months here. I put, I've read like four books at once. Remember that old Greg Rogel joke? George Bush says he reads the Bible every day. He's 67 years old. Finish the book. Ah, that's great. That's an old one. I heard a great Larry Miller joke the other day. Oh, if you don't hear that every day. <laughs> Boy, I like, like he's got a couple pearls. He's the best part of Best in Show, but on stage, I haven't oh. seen him be funny in quite some time. You think he's the best part? Maybe not the best part, but he's pretty unbelievable. Because he's he talking about will, he fucked Catherine O'Hara. I will gouge your thumb out with my left thumb, your eye out with my left thumb. Oh, he's talking to the kid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Uh, well, you go, it's just a simple joke. Ah, fuck. You, you ruined my whole Larry Miller confidence. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> well, <laughs> he's got a couple gems. But, uh, the one where he goes, the, he dumps a girl and she goes, What are you dumping me? You're gonna, you're gonna, you're never gonna find a girl like me again. He goes, Good. I hated you. <laughs> there we go. That's great. All right. That's a great line. That's great. Yeah. I love it. What year is that from? That's got to be 84. <laughs> yeah, easy. 76, possibly. Maybe. Looks just like Fred Canner, Jason Canner's dad, and Larry Miller. They do look sim. Peas in an iPod. Uh huh. Anyway, so what, what should we get into? I've been oh, in LA. Boy. You were on a cruise. Well, I think you just did Cone. Everybody saw it. Let's talk about it. All right, let's get out there. By it's, the way, I, I made reference to doing Conan on the podcast, and it must have slipped right past the radar, because nobody was like, all right. Yeah, what the hell, folks? They need some support. <laughs> How about a little uh, high five or a pat on the ass, something? Well, since it came out, a lot of people. Oh, all right. So we were talking with Amber, and I was like, yeah, I'm doing the show in a couple of weeks. Maybe I was too blasé. You were a little blase. <laughs> Perhaps. Blase in the face. I even tried to pump it up like, Conan, baby, yeah! But you just kept a little pace. I try to be real booty, you know. Bougie? 
Bouget. All right. Lawrence Olivier. Uh-huh. Jackie Bouvier. He's good. He's real good. That's two different people. Uh, I'm aware. <laughs> you don't like Jackie Bouve. I don't know him. <laughs> what is he? First base? No, that's like you had a lot more bases than that. They had a kid. <laughs> oh, Jackie wow. Jackie Bouvier. <clears throat> also known as uh, first first she was Jackie Onassis. Ah. Then she became uh, Jackie Kennedy. Aha. Uh-huh. And that boy, I just realized this. Uh-oh. There was two Kennedys that they were married. They were named Jack and Jackie. That's baffling. Wait a minute. Like Jack Kennedy. That, like, a lot of people call him Jack, JFK there. Yeah, What's I never name? realized that either. Jack and Jackie. That's kooky. That's cuckoo. Although I did fuck a Joey one time. I did also. Oh, yeah, I think we talked about that. Yeah, different girl. Mine was a kangaroo. Yeah. Baby kangaroo. Ooh. A bangaroo. Mm-hmm. Bangarang. All right. Well, anyways, so Jackie O was out there, and uh, I think she's dead. She's got to be dead now, you huh? got to assume she's dead. Yeah. Jackie O dead? She's got to be. Oh, all right. She's in the grave. Well, she had a good run, it seems like. Yeah, fashion icon, dead husband. She was a thing. Yeah, and then married, uh, remarried, and... Uh, mm-hmm. Greek it? chick. Bouvier? Dad's Greek. No kidding. I think Bouvier is the first husband. Or is Kennedy the first husband? No, Kennedy must have been the first. He wouldn't have married an already married woman. That was unheard of back Well, then. where's Onassis? Onassis was the original. So that's Greek. That's Greek. That's oh, the Bouvier was after. There you go. Yeah, Onassis was first. Is that Greek? That sounds Greek. There's a lot of S's. Oh, that's Greek, baby. Yes. It's all Greek to me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I went out there for uh, Conan. Boy, what a thrill. I don't even know where to start. A lot of, lot of spicy excitement. Mm-hmm. Let me talk about this. I had to fly out there. I flew out of JFK. Please. They booked the flight, you know. And, yeah. Uh, it's like a 9 a.m. flight, because my pal Derek <sighs> was coming. So Derek was coming, so he was flying from Seattle, so it's a much quicker flight. No, so yeah. he was getting in at 11, but I felt bad letting him wait there. Yeah. That, and I wanted to see him, you know. you got to sure. get out there and give him a big hug or whatever. Uh-huh. No, we don't, we don't hug, but you get it. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I booked the early flight, and uh, uh. I'm going out there at 9 a.m. flight. <laughs> we both burped in the same minute. That was weird. Um, 9 a.m. flight. And so I, bu- I leave early. I'm like, I'm leaving at 7 a.m. I can't be late. It's Conan, the whole thing, the business. I rolled up my suit. That's a good way to travel with a suit. That's a cool move. I found a YouTube. You fold it inside. I watched this YouTube. It's this silly Asian guy telling you how to travel with a suit. Uh-huh. He talks for two full minutes. They always do that. About his life. Uh, Get to the suit fold. They're lonely people. He's like, I travel because of business. I got a small dick. I, I fucking, my mom's gay. Right. It's this whole thing. I'm like... Uh, wait, I'm fast forwarding. Yes, it's like the, it's like the beginning of a podcast. Hey, what is you got to cut through the meat. Is this Marin? <laughs> Let's get to it, there, Asia. I was like, get get, and the folding takes two seconds. Right. Anyways, I didn't care for that that guy. Anyway, so I fold up the suit, I roll it up into balls, and I uh, you know I come on it for good luck. Sure, you got to you got to tie it with the, with the jizz. <laughs> it's a seal of approval. So I, so I put it in the thing. I jump out there. It's pouring rain. I'm like, I hope I don't get to lit. You know, you're always paranoid, especially oh, when sure. it's a TV situation. Mm-hmm. So I'm going out there. It takes 20 minutes to get from the my house to the airport. 25, let's be honest. All right. We get there. It says, welcome to JFK. I go, thank God I left when I did. It's raining. It's pouring. The old man is snoring. Uh-huh. So I get there, and right when I get there, traffic jam inside the airport. Wow. Gridlocked, Mark. Wait a minute, like on the what part? There's a three-lane thing. Like, ah, it goes like Terminal 1, yes, Terminal yes. 2. Ter- that shit, gridlocked. Ah, you're so close. I'm there for a half hour. Oh! 25 minutes to get from Astoria, Queens, to Jamaica, wherever the fuck the airport is. 25 minutes to get there. 
30 minutes in the airport. Oh, that's you almost want to just get out and run it. I wanted to run it. It was raining, though. I would have sloshed. Ah, the jizz would have hardened. Oh, my God. It was a nightmare. So I was freaking out. But long story short, I get in there. But, man, what a what a kick in the dick. You're always going to leave early. You got to leave. So I go out there. I watch Caddyshack and Best in Show. And I'm just laughing it up, trying to be in the moment. It's exciting. And, and Derek's flown in. So I get the car. I go to Firefly. And uh, it was kind of fun. Conan, they sent a car to pick you up, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, I told my manager, I was like, I don't need the car. I'm renting a car, so don't worry about it. But she was uh, out sick or something. Mm. So she didn't get the message. And, you, don't, uh, you don't say. So I get there, and the car guy's waiting. He's got the little plaque with yes. his list. I love that moment. What an exciting moment. So I say, hey, Buster. Uh, that was his name. Ah. I say, hey, Buster. I don't have to go all the way to Burbank. I tried to cancel the car, but since you're here, could you drive me to the car rental place? Oh. Because otherwise you sit there, you wait for the shuttle van. That's gold. And the shuttle, and everyone's piling on, and then you're behind all the old ladies because you let them get off the shuttle first, and yeah. then you're stuck behind them. Yeah. So I got to ride in a limo to the thing. Love it. Right down the street, and I go, hey, take the day off. It felt like a cool... Yes. I was like, get out of here, buddy boy. Are you tipping there? Uh, I think they tip. Oh, nice. I believe. And then I'm giving yeah. him an hour off. Sure, Two hours. Sure. Trip. Yeah, he did his part. He's probably at a In-N-Out Burger. Yeah. Living it up. Yeah, In-N-Out Anal. Mm-hmm. So, uh, prison. So I get the, I get my, my Firefly Spark car, and I drive out to uh, Burbank, and I'm at the same hotel, the Universal Hilton, where mm-hmm. I stayed for the last comic. I basically lived there for like three weeks. I know it well. So it, it brings back these memories, because here's what happens, I think. This is going to be a very touching episode, if you don't mind. Please. Because Touch sometimes you, you, you're, you're staying in the moment, and especially with our business, you're running from place to place. You do a week, and you're like, that was special, but then you're off to the next. Yes. And you got three gigs, you're running around, and you know, you're, you're, whatever you're doing. So I did last comment, and it was such a special time, because I was, I, I was successful on there. I was with Shang, and it was a blast. And then TV, it was, it was a great memory. As you're doing TV, you're like, this is big, it happened, it's a dream come true. And then you kind of don't think about it again until years later. But the hotel is the same. So I'm back there like eight months later. Yes. And I get hit with these emotions and memories. Uh-huh. And you're back in the same tree. And I'm like, I remember sitting here with Shang. Yes. I was there with Noah Garden Schwartz. This is where I found out I lost. This is where I found out I won. And, uh-huh. and you're like, man, this is so meaningful. Yes. And now I'm back here to do TV again. Yeah. And my best buddy Derek's there. And what a what a emotional time. You sure, see? sure. So we go, and I was supposed to do uh, UCB Sunset. I was going to do uh, Best Stelling Show to run the set. Oh, that's a hot one. And then we get in there, we're watching the football, and I'm hanging out with my buddy, and uh, I start to think, maybe I don't feel like going out. You know, you ever mm. get that feeling? Well, you never get that feeling. Wait, you're in the hotel. I'm in the hotel. Oh, I get that feeling. But uh, So I decide I'm going to cancel my spot because I had a good weekend at the Stress Whoa. Factory. And I say, I don't need to run the set. Wow. I know the set. Wow. I'm like, I'll listen to the set on my phone. I got it recorded on my phone. This is unheard of. And so I called John again. Well, I... Before last comic standing, I didn't run the set the night before. Wow! So, because you know it, it's a little overrated. That yeah, I just the 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 guilt. Uh, the I feel like if I bombed the set, I'd go. If I had run it that one time, that would haunt me. Well, here's the thing: I ran it forty times. I was coming off a hot weekend, and Jonathan had a good point. Because you know, sometimes you want to call someone, get the approval to not do a thing. Yes. You're like, is, am I a bad guy if right. I, you know, come in her hair? And they're like, no, go ahead, do it. Always call me for that one. So uh, I talked to Jonathan. He he had a good point. He's like. You're in a good place right now. You know the set. You feel good. You're happy with it. He's like, if you go to UCB Sunset, there's a chance that some woman goes, you, you're gay. Uh-huh. Fuck you. And then that's the last memory you have yes. going into the show. Or something doesn't hit. Something flubs. Somebody heckles. It bombs for whatever reason. Or it's a light night at the show. There's 10 people there. 
or somebody just goes, you're doing that joke? What If you're in a good spot, it's not, why gamble? Why I hear risk you. going out? I hear you. And I, I just like, let me relax, go have a nice dinner, go to the movies and just get in a cool, cool toes. Uh-huh. So, uh, a nice warm bath. Yeah, so Derek and I bathed together, and uh, we did each other's back. Nice. We went out to uh, Hugo's, fine restaurant, if you're ever Is that right? Yeah. Boy, look at you, couple of chums on the town. Yes, we had some Hugo's. What is that, pizza? It's Italian? a healthy, all kinds of menu. A little okay. salad, big salad situation gotcha. over there, pasta. Okay, very LA. Works, omelets. Aha, I hear you. I know the place well. It's a fine restaurant, Hugo's. Highly recommend. There's two locations. Okay. One's over in the valley. It doesn't matter. All right. So anyways, we go there. Big Hugo plug. Then we walk over to, uh, we get some money for that. Yeah, we need it. Uh, Donate button. So we walk over to a Universal place, and we went and saw the big short. Have you seen it? I am halfway through. What, you got a bootleg? I got a boot. Oh, boy. I don't even know who you are anymore. Well, somebody gave me a screener. You got a black beard. You're, you're watching bootlegs. You're a pirate. I, I am a pirate. <laughs> You're pirating. I'm fine with pirates. Oh, my God. I got a bad leg. What about putting some money back into this movie here? Well, I got the screener. What do I do? Throw it out the garbage? Oh, it's a screener. It's a screener. I'm sorry. I tuned out for a moment. Well, I said boot, but Uh, it's all the same to me. You said boot. That's different. How is that different? It's still free. You need that explained? Well, I mean, I'm still not paying for it. Well, they want your vote. You got to give them a vote. I don't have a vote. I don't understand. How do you get a screener? Because I don't get screeners. I pay my dues. My agent gets them, and I said, why don't you slide that my way, Chachi? Ah, the agent. Yeah. So he gets the vote. So I got I got uh, Hateful Eight. I got them all. Oh, boy. Spotlight, whatever you want. Fun. I've seen them all. Uh, I, go, well, I put the money back into the system. All right. Well, I got a trench coat full of full of DVDs here. Wow, you're an Asian woman. You got any smokes? Nah, nah, but I'll tell you how to roll a suit. <laughs> I already know. All right. <laughs> I watched an 11 minute video on it <laughs> on the 22nd activity. Right. Anyways, so uh, where are we again? We are at Hugo Boss. <laughs> no, we're not. I was testing you. Ah. We're at the Big Short. Oh, you the dumb, Big dumb. Short. The Big Short. I'm obsessed with Hugo's. <laughs> oh, jeez. I want to go. Just get yourself an eye patch and move to the Caribbean. All right. Arr. Do you say Cari- Caribbean or Caribbean? I, I mix it up. I say Pirates of the Caribbean, and I go, I'm going to the Caribbean. Aha. Uh-huh. Interesting. Uh, it is interesting. Or not. Pirates of the Caribbean, I think, because that's how everyone, they pronounce that's it. That's how they say it. But I say Caribbean. It sounds more spicy and flavorful. The Caribbean. Yeah, It's like you're cha cha Caribbean sounds like people that say New Orleans. Aha! It's a little clunky. I, I think that's the same group. Right. All right. Good you know. now. Yeah, thank you. Oh, gee. Um, so anyways, we go to see the movie. We have a nice relaxing night, and uh, it's just a nice night. Then the next day, we get up, we go over to Burbank, we're walking around, we go to smoothies. Yeah, That was the most pleasant time, getting ready to do Conan. You have the excitement, there's a little anxiety, but you're walking around, and you're like, I'm doing Conan today. Mm-hmm. And we go over to uh, Big Bob's Burgers in Burbank. Oh, that's a famous joint. The original uh, locale. Ooh-wee. And uh, I'm sitting there, this is a weird one. We're sitting there having breakfast. Who walks in? Vlad Kamin. What's Vlad's name? Camacho? I think it might be Camacho, but it's not. Nah, that's a different guy. Camacho. Shit. Caribbean. Caribbean. Whatever it is, he's about to have the first ever Dominican TV show. (laughs) That's a funny sentence. That's the news. I know, I know. That's the headline. Camacho? Yeah, I think that might be it. Yeah. But he walks in with Chris Italia, my girlfriend's manager. 
Whoa, small anal. Of all the chin joints in all the world. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? It's uh, my, my fiance's manager and my old pal, Vlad, and we chat. We chit and chat. They go over. It's, show, it's L.A., baby. Yeah. But I bumped into two New Yorkers at a weird place in Burbank. Anyways. That is odd. We have a big breakfast. We go over. We swim in the hot tub. I love a tub. Hot tub. And uh, Derek, he took the little handicap thing that wheels down. I know that tub well. Classically funny. It works every time. Yes. That's it. So he does that. We're jumping in. We're filming the iPhone, slow motion, jumping in the pool. Oh, yeah. That's a sight if Where, you got a few extra pounds on you. Where can I see those vids? All right, in my pants. I mean, uh, my phone. All right, lay them on me. I will. Uh, so anyways, we do that. Just a beautiful day. Chris, th- is this boring? No, this stupid? I'm, 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 I gay? In the, I'm in the pool. I'm at Hugo's. I'm talking to the first Dominican to, <laughs> ever to win the break the sound barrier or whatever. <laughs> Keep them coming. So... Uh, <laughs> So my pal Chris Walsh comes over. He's uh-huh. the first to arrive with his lady Sabina, who's a sweetheart. Just a couple of sweethearts. Hot? Yeah, you got to be hot if your name's Sabina. Two. I can't talk about my friend's oh, girlfriend. Jesus, well, what shit. are we doing here? Give me a wink and a, j- a jiggle my balls. Oh boy! All right. Well, I take it she's in a wheelchair from that. So. They come over, and I'm in the shower. It's exciting. Don't you love this feeling? Tell me if you've had this feeling, if you love this feeling. I'm already excited. When you're in the shower, in the hotel, or the apartment, wherever, and you hear the voices through the door, uh-huh. and you know fun people have arrived, you yeah. ever have that feeling? Yeah, I do love that feeling. Uh- and then they come in, and your friend has to greet them. Yes. So you got two friends already meeting, and you get to overhear it. Both named Walsh, and it's exciting for Derek. He's a big comedy fan. Uh-huh. He listens to all the pods, so he's excited to meet them. And it's very exciting. I come out, I'm wet, I'm holding a towel. Yeah. And uh, that's fun, and uh, it's exciting. Then Canner shows up, he ah, comes over. Fun. You know, it's me and Canner and Derek and, and Chris and Sabina, and we're all yucking it up. We're talking about making a murderer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and every once in a while, you have that moment of like, I'm about to do TV. Oh, yeah. The suit's hanging in the closet. The, right. whole, the whole works. And, uh, you know, it's t- I get the call from the hotel phone. Hey, your ride's down here. And uh-huh. I'm like, all right, folks, the uh, the limo's here. It's not a limo, but let's say it for the story. Sure. I picture it white with the little blade on the back. Oh, uh, the blade, the boomerang. The boomerang. Yeah. What was that? That was. A, I asked that every time I saw that thing when I was a kid, and everyone said it was an antenna, which I don't know if that's true. I thought it was for speed. Mmm. Let's say speed for fun. Come on. Google that shit, baby. Cans. It's all cans. <laughs> So anyways, we go down there, we get in the car, we drive on to the lot, Warner Brothers. I mean, so exciting. Love that lot. And uh, it's where Tommy shot his pilots. That was exciting going back in there. It might have been emotional for him. I don't know. I mm-hmm. felt, you know. But we went over there, and uh, he came over. Jonigan came over. And uh, what a thrill to have. I had four friends. I mean, and Sabine as well. I had five friends from these different points in my life. Yes. And just... All very meaningful, special people from, you know, Derek from high school, Chris I met when I started doing stand-up, uh-huh. Tommy I met years later, we went on the road together for a long time, yeah. and, uh, and, you know, Canner is my roommate for many years, sure. and, and so it's so nice to have all those people, and Conan, as you know, it's so late, I had nine people in there. Yeah. I had two agents come over, my manager, open door, and uh, what a what a nice place to be. It's it's a real special place, and it's laid back, and it's chill, and there's spread there's a spread of cookies, and you got your own room with a mini fridge, your own bathroom, the rock TV band. is on. Yeah, you got rock band, and JP, the, uh, the booker, comes in, 
And he's like your old neighbor. He comes and hey, howdy, everything good? You know, yeah. it's what nice. Sweetheart, that guy. Yeah. And uh, everyone was so nice, and uh, they let us go out onto the stage. And they had all my friends. They sat in the uh, the seats there while I did a run through, and mm. I try to stay out there as long as I can on the yeah, empty stage. Get that get, feel. Get comfy in there. And so I sat there, and the setup was much nicer than I had kind of imagined it. It was you're right there, and. Uh, just very exciting, and you have that kind of, those nerves, that anxiety of like, oh my god, TV, baby, and so that was exciting, and, uh, what a, just a thrill to have all the friends there. Nervous? Not nervous, I mean, anxious, certainly. Yeah. Uh, but I was nervous because, here's what happened, I was a little tense because my set was running short. Mm. It was running around 4.10. The big short. And so, uh, yeah, so... I was. I talked to JP, who's the best, and I was like, my set's around four ten. He's like, that's the sweet spot, perfect. He's like, anywhere between four and five, and he's like, and just be relaxed. He's like, it's a set, very different than Letterman, and like yeah. the opposite. He's like, if something happens, address it, whatever. If you want to add a thing, just be fun and laid back and take your pants off and come in her eye, you know? Yeah, oh yeah. So I was like, all right, great. But I was still in my head because I had one joke that I was not. Doesn't always hit. I love the joke, but it doesn't always hit. People fucking misunderstand it, mm-hmm. and it was running a little short. So I'm self conscious that's going to be short. So it's time to go out there, and uh, everyone came with me. You leave, you go down there with your five friends. Oh yeah, and uh, they go off to the side stage. And there was one moment where I'm about to walk out, and I look over, and they're like taking pictures of me. I'm like, Whoa, go away, get yeah, out of here. Right. This is my moment. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to focus. We got it, mom. Yeah. So um, they're licking my, you know, their thumb. Yeah. and rubbing milk off my face. Uh huh. So I go out there and uh, get that first laugh, which is the greatest feeling in comedy. Oh, that first Jesus. laugh on a TV set. Tell me about it. So I, I, I ease in, I relax. Do you do the the wave when you walk out to the Conan? I don't. I never. I forget every time. Oh, I did a wave, and I, that Jack McBriar was there. Ooh, he gave a wave back. That was something. Oh, he waved back. Wave back. All right. I'm not against the wave. I just forget. Yeah. So I go out there and uh, I'm doing my set now. It's going well. I'm getting the laughs. And then you can see people. The audience is standing right there, and there's people clapping and laughing. It's going well. And then I get about four minutes in, I realize. But I have one joke left. And this guy, he puts down a thing on the camera, Mark, and it says two minutes, like a two-minute warning. Yeah. He does this when I have one joke left. Oh, boy. And that joke is about 40 seconds long. Yeah. So as he puts this down... I realize after, he put it down a two when it should have been a one. Yes. So he puts down this two, and I'm like, what? I'm at three minutes? This is my inner monologue. Three minutes? I'm at oh three? My God. What are you fucking me? I got one joke left. I've been out here three seconds. So I had a fucking, my mind exploded. Yeah, and you've already been worried about it this whole time. It's a perfect storm. Yes. Or an imperfect storm. Right, it's been brewing. Yes, my brain fucking erupted. Oh, my God. Because this pimple puts down the wrong sign. What a nincompoop. And why is there a sign in the first place? Yeah, we know the time. We ran the set 40 times. No sign. No need for a sign. I tell you, I told you this last night, I've done the show three times. I've never seen the two-minute or the one-minute. I don't want that sign. I don't want it either. Get it out of here. Fire that guy. What is? Who? Where do you buy a two-men sign? I think they write it. I didn't like it. It was written very well, but I, and then I thought maybe that afterwards I was like maybe that was a one, but it was a very curvy one. That's a two where I come from. It looked like a two. Mm-hmm. Probably a uh, a two with a different consonant at the beginning. Aha! Uh-huh. Why am I doing that? What are we doing here? A two with a different consonant at the beginning. That was Jew. I was doing oh, Jew joke. Oh, oh, what am I doing though? Oh. I don't know what I'm talking about. Why bring? Uh, we like the Jews. Religion. Oh, we like the Jews the most. Yeah, that's probably our favorite group. That's not our own group. I think you might be right, yeah. Jews are my number one for sure. 
Hmm, interesting. Well, you got Larry David, Woody Allen, very a lot of influence. Yeah, Groucho, Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Who else? Well, geez, uh, well, you can keep going back, you know, Mel Brooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you got uh, Adam Sandler. Sure. Uh, I never liked Sandler, though. Ever, ever. No, not my cup. I like the album, the first album. Yeah, it was dark. It was fun. Yeah, there's some things in there. You button hooked me. That was fun. Yeah, not on SNL. What now? SNL. No, I never. I never went for his whole gag. The laughing. I just felt like he would laugh to get a laugh, and uh, mm-hmm. never got into him. He was cute. Yeah, I loved Farley. Yeah, Sandler, and then, and I never got the. Yeah, that, what are we doing? That really caught on. Yeah, I don't like it. People really ate that up with a fucking wooden spoon. I'll say this, he's supposed to be one of the real good guys. I hear he's a great egg. The sweetest guy, and I love that about him. That I like. All the people in his movies were in his NYU dorm with him. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, the guy, he really takes care of people and a sweet guy, And uh, but the, the actor just never was yeah. my cup. I'm with you. I find him likable and charming, but I, com- comedically, he's not my... Uh, Sister Hayes. No. And then uh, Jimmy Fallon was supposed to be like the second coming of him. Yeah. And I never cared for his thing either. Not a fan of the foul. No. But he seems also very nice and sweet. Great guy and a big booze bag, I hear. Yeah. I'd like to be friends with him, but mm-hmm. uh, I want his, his whole like, <laughs> Oh, I can't stand it. I don't it. really, I'm like, well, what are we doing here? I'll take Sandler over foul. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose so, too. Both guys I want to hang out with, though. Sure. But, uh. All right, back to the store. Any Jew. So I had a freak out. I mean, I had a, I had a freak out mentally yeah. during the set. And so then I finished my set and I kind of flubbed a joke because I was like, ah, I forgot a joke. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm at three minutes. I ruined my whole life. And then uh, I finished and Conan comes over and uh, he's like, hey, great job. Hilarious. And I went, I went short. <laughs> and Conan's like, what? I don't care. He's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And I was like, I think I went short. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm stupid. I'm sorry. And he's like, ah, it was great. It was hilarious. And then we go to commercial, or whatever. And Conan was so nice. Yeah. We went over and sat down on the couch. And he was like, Where are you from? And we talked about being from Massachusetts. Hey. And, uh, yeah. He was like, Boy, sometimes I go back there. And he's like, The people there, they just. And I was like, I, I believe me, you said enough. I get you. <laughs> so we had a nice little bonding moment. Yeah. And then uh, afterwards, I came back, and, uh, you know, Derek and Canner there, and Abby, and they're hugging me, and I'm like, I, I went short, I flubbed a line, I, and they're like, no, no, you did five and a half minutes. Wow. I actually went long. Yeah. I was longer than I thought. Jesus. Because I had a, fr- I was all mixed up because of this two-minute guy. I hate the two-minute guy. And if I hadn't seen that guy, I would have been fine. I would have had some joy. Yes. But I fucked up a joke, and I went long, but I thought I went short, so it really soured. Yes. It was not... The set itself, I did not enjoy because I was I was taken out of it. What about? I mean, the set was great, but what a bummer because it's such a built up thing and it's such a special thing. And to have that weasel ruin it with the two minute thing, it takes all the fun out of it. Yeah, it was a bummer, and uh, it's not my own fault too because I should have just been more sure of myself and ignored that. But it's hard because it's a very uh, delicate situation. Yes, because it's delicate. You're performing live on television. Oh, yeah. It's a studio, and Conan, who you've idolized for 20 years, exactly. is sitting right there, and your friends are there, and, and everybody is could see this. It's yes. Public. So it's... Uh, you start thinking about the comics watching. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of emotion, and I kept myself focused in on this one thing, but then when something throws it you're like wait what and yeah. then all of a sudden i'm doing math in my head and then i'm like did i forget a joke and literally uh. i had a moment where i was like should i add a joke oh my god And like, my, my brain is like cycling through jump like maybe there's a joke you can throw out there yeah and then i'm like wait, wait did, I, did i maybe i missed a joke in my set 
And so uh, every TV I've ever done, my half hour, I did a, uh, several last comments, I've, I've stayed in it and focused, and this is the first time I've ever just come apart mentally uh-huh. in the middle of it, and it really uh, is not an enjoyable experience. Well, have you watched the set? I watched the first 30 seconds, and I had to turn it off. But I've gotten nothing but positive yeah, feedback. I watched it, I don't know, twice or three times, and I watched it after you told me you had a freakout, and you can't really tell that much. Like, oh. for how much you're describing a freakout, you held it in pretty damn well. Oh, thank you. That means you can tell a little. Well, because I know now. Right. And I know you. But mm-hmm. the layman, the Seville, will yeah. never catch it. Well... Yeah, it was weird. And then nobody, uh, everyone was like, you're fine. Nobody know-. And I, I talked to a bunch of people. They were like, I didn't even notice what you're talking about. Like Taylor Ketchum and Bobby Kelly. All these people were like, we didn't even notice what yeah. you're talking about, your goof. And then uh, Dan Soda, who I didn't talk to, leaves me like the nicest message. He's like, you're a, you're a beast. You're my hero. You're my idol. I look up to you. I know you flubbed one joke. You're probably mad about it. <laughs> like, I was like, nah, jeez. So it was uh, somewhat noticeable. But uh, I, it's a good experience because I know like, I can make the adjustment for next time. I go back there. And by the way, Conan was like, you got to come back again. And JP oh. was like, you got to come back again. And uh, Brian Kiley, the head writer who I you know, know from Boston for years and years. I'm unbelievable joke guy. Oh, one of the best. My name is uh, Brian Kiley. It's an Irish name. Not too Irish. My uncle's got a really Irish name. Potato McSmallPenis. <laughs> my, uh, wife, uh, my wife, I call her Pumpkin because she uh, gets smashed around the holidays. <laughs> I'm 6'4". Six, I'm six, my wife is 5'7", so she has no idea that I'm bald. <laughs> too good how about the one alright let me last one how about the one where he ha- his daughter was born or his son I think his son was born and he's uh, sitting next to the guy looking at the, the prenatal what, mm. was, what do you call that thing when the, the nursery birth, the nursery and he's like oh, that's my uh, son he was born uh, two days ago and she was like oh that's my daughter she was born yesterday and she goes who knows maybe they're not getting married and he's like uh, hey my son's not gonna marry a girl twice his age yeah that's gold. I fucked it up, but you get the gist. I get it. I you get, get it. the uh, math there. Anyways, oh, yeah. and sweet as pie. Oh, yeah. Great and, guy. Uh, Lori Kilmartin was there, and she came out and says hello. And It's nice to have comedian writers there that have done late nights to come. It's always comforting to have people that have done the show around you. you yes, know? yes. But anyway, so that hindered it a bit, but uh, still a, a great experience. And, uh, you know, what can you do? It was yeah. uh, fun. You need something to get you through the workday? Well, good. Because we've got a place for that. Check out ComedyVoices.com for the comedy podcasts that'll turn your daily grind into a marathon of laughs. Stand Up Labs and UCB Comedy lead the way. With an array of shows that'll fill all your comedy needs. It's ComedyVoices.com, powered by digital media. But here's what you realize there, Mark, and I'll give up the uh, torch here, because I feel like I'm hogging the mic. No, this is This is epic. But uh, here's what you really realize with all of uh, TV stuff, and I think big events in life generally, whether it be death, which I haven't had to experience too much, fortunately, mm-hmm. or, or disease, or breakups, what you realize is the things that really matter are the relationships you have with, with friends and family and the people. Yes. Because what lingered afterwards was not the set itself, or how well it went, or how not well it went, or even being on TV, or, or meeting Conan, but the thing of like... Oh, that two days with Derek to have my yeah. friends from high school fly down and to still be friends after yes. 20 years. Yes. And, and Chris Walsh, of course, who was, I just idolized when I started and, and, and still do. And he's this guy that's everything a friend should be. And you, you realize you just, you don't even realize consciously you're like, well, I really admire and look up to this person. And, and John again, who's there. And 
he's the guy I'm just I'm feeling all my questions towards him. I'm like, yes. should I wear this? Can I do a set the night before? Where you're getting so much wisdom from someone. There's right. so much love there for people there to support you. And to hear from uh, all of you guys, of course, before and after. Well, you were on the the cruise, uh-huh. blackbearding it. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Conan, we plugged the uh, podcast. I was going to say, yeah. Which was exciting, too. Which is exciting to hear and have Conan uh, say that. Although I don't think the ratings are so great. No, no. Uh, so I don't know how many. And unfortunately, that part doesn't go onto the online. Exactly. That's yeah. where people really watch it. But whatever, it was a, a It's thrill. a moment. But that's that, too, to have that podcast... And you're like, oh, that's exciting. Our podcast is doing well. We have all these fans. And to have him say that. But that also comes from friendship. That's a thing of like our, our relationship, that we're, we're really doing it. And we've yes. made these things uh, happen. And it was just, uh, it, what's nice about doing TV is it's a love fest. You feel all that love come in. Yes. And then you, like we talked about earlier, the people that you don't even know, but they, you mean so much to them. Yeah. The, these fans. Right. Uh, that that they, they feel like they know you in a, in a way they do because we're, you know, Bearing our nipples here mm-hmm. and uh, taking shit on the desk, and so it, it just feels good, and it, that part all feels good and great. And uh, even if you bomb and eat a bag of cheese, you're like, "Well, they had all these people here." That uh, a lot of love and support. It's really nice. I agree, and I, I got to say, I feel guilty about. Uh, I was trapped on a on a barge in uh, <laughs> international waters, so I couldn't. One of the biggest parts about late night when your friend's doing late night is you got to go, holy hell, that was great, or how do you feel, you're ready, and I had no Wi-Fi, I couldn't right. text, it was killing me. Yeah, it was weird, because I, I texted you the, the picture, the card, yes. the cue card, with Tuesdays, and after about 10 minutes, because you're very quick to get back. I'm a quick text. After about 10 minutes, I was like, this is weird. Mm-hmm. And then it was like an hour, four hours, I was like, what the hell's going on here? Right. So I resent it, I was like, hey, you, you see this? Uh-huh. And I was like, well, something's up here. And now, I've had this my whole life, and you've probably had it too, New Orleans and comedy. I have the kind of friends that I love dearly, but when I don't hear from them, I'm like, well, he might be dead. Oh, yeah, with the boozing and the partying. The and boozing, the, yeah. the run around, the, the ex-boyfriends, you fucking married chicks occasionally. One of these yeah. guys could come and stab you in the spleen and remove right. it. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm like, boy, he might be fucking dead. Like, I texted Sam, and I'm like, uh, or maybe it was Vita or both, and I was like, have you guys heard from Mark? <laughs> and uh, like, he's on a cruise, and I was like, whew, thank oh, God. good. I was uh, shitting my tits. I should have put a little feeler out there. You know, you always go out and you go, hey, I won't be available for three days, but, but, but. I should have done one of those things. Yeah, I'll be out of the country. Yeah. Be gay. Right, right. But uh, but anyways, it was uh, quite a thing. I got a bunch of L- other L.A. stories, but I want to I want to hear from you. Well, shoot. Well, what do you have that's non-cruise related? Uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty big on the cruise here. All right. right. Well, we can save that all. Let me take a look. Because but... I got another kooky story from L.A. If you want oh, to get into please. that. Oh, please. Let's go L.A. L.A. story. Great movie. I don't know if it's a great movie, but boy, it was Sarah Jessica Parker hot as oh a... Oh, my God. As a can of worms. That's my whenever God. people go, I don't see it. I go, watch that movie. I feel the same way, and I'll tell you, even later on, Sex in the City, I think she's sick. I think she's beautiful. I agree. Bam! We are simpatico on this, because I get a lot of shit in my mouth. I don't understand. People are like, horse, she's a whore. I'm like, whore? What are yeah. you, crazy? She looks a little different. She's got an exotic face. She's got a killer bod. Yeah, and uh, and she seems sweet as pies. I love that fluffy hair. She's married to a gay guy, which is great. He's a little dainty. Certainly is. I saw him uh, recently on 72nd. We yeah. fucked. Boy. He blew me. Good That's times. not so gay. Nah. Well, I got some other stories. Yeah, you want me to get I just feel like I'm talking too much. I know L.A. like the back of my sack, so whatever you got, I want to hear about it. Well, Except first for of Hugo's. all, tremendous city. I mean, these people out there, they think L.A.'s bad or it stinks, and uh, I don't know if they're just hacks or they're dumb or what, but it is a 
phenomenal city. I'll tell you what, it's the people. That's the the ruiner. But what is this people? I mean, people, what do you, you go to Atlanta, there's a bunch of, you know what I mean, like uh, I New mean, York City, there's not a bunch of douchebags running well, around the city? Well, there's douchebags everywhere, but L.A., I think, is the douchebags gather there. That's true. People but go, I'm a douche, I gotta go to L.A. I think that happens with New York quite a bit, too. Oh, yeah, but I also, we found our place in New York, we, knew we got a good crew, but L.A., I, I mean, it's a true cliche. You go out there, and it's just... Everybody's doing their own thing. It's all individual. It's all, get out of my way. I'm making it. Blow me. Yeah, there's that. There's that. But the city, I don't know if you can judge a city based purely on the people. Because mm. there's a lot of beauty and accessibility. There's a lot to do. Anyways, I love it. Yeah. It's a great city. It's a beautiful uh, landscaping and the beaches and the weather's amazing. The mountains. Yeah. And uh, the movie theaters and uh, the restaurants. Hugo's. Mm-hmm. Boss. Anyway, so listen to this one. This is a humdinger. I can't wait. Yeah, I love a dinger that can hum. Mm-hmm. So uh, the night of the uh, Conan, so we go out. We First of all, we went back to my hotel room. We watched the football game, the Clemson-Alabama. That was a thrill. That was great. We had some pizza. This and, hotel room got a lot of action. Oh, yeah, a lot of action. And uh, So then uh, we go out, and Derek's only there for one night. Well, he's there two nights, but this is his last night, and Canner's never been there, so I gotta, you got to go to Rainbow Bar. you got to go see... Oh, Sunset Strip. On the Strip. It's the most legendary bar still in business, as far as I can tell. No Viper Room? Viper Room is just a guy died there. Yeah. I mean, it's a cool bar or whatever. It's not legendary. You don't have these legends in there. Yeah, the Rainbow Room is the one, I guess. Yeah, and, and then you go there, and there's these people stuck in time. Yeah. the 80s with yes. the puffy hair. And, right. And Lemmy was always there, uh-huh. and he's dead now or right. whatever. A lot so, of deaths, by the way. Yeah, John Belushi ate his last meal there. Whoa. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, if you're in L.A., go to the Strip and go to the Rainbow Bar. It's uh, really a sight to behold, mm-hmm. behold or beheld. Behold. Be dropped. I don't know. Bewitched. So we go there, and uh, we meet up with our pal Henry Phillips, who's going to be the guest on the show soon. Funny guy. Funny guy. and uh, Full of stories. Yeah, big, big fan. Great. And he's got the movies working, and uh, oh, hey. which I'm in. Yeah. And uh, so anyways, we meet up with him. We're, we're hanging out, and Canner and Derek and Henry, they're drinking. We're showing them around the bar. We're showing them the town. We're having some yuck, yuck, some laughs. We go to another bar down the street. I have a cigar. It's a cigar bar. We're on the strip. It feels cool hanging out on the strip. It's you know? nice. And it's a Monday night, so it's dead. It's nice. There's fake tits everywhere. Yeah, the cool cars driving by. Right. So then I'm driving home. I'm driving Henry home. On the way, we stop at uh, Wilshire and San Vicente, mm-hmm. and there's a car just sitting, stopped at a green light. Okay. I pull up behind it. I start honking. I'm like, hey, what the fuck, you douche? But I don't honk too hard because it's L.A. with the guns. Yeah. You don't want to be in a gunfight. Gang bang. So I pull up next to her cautiously, and I look over. We look over. It's me and Henry and Canner and Derek. We look over, and there's an Asian couple the woman is in the passenger seat, dead asleep, head back, mouth open, huh. snoring the night away. The man is hunched, also asleep. What? Foot applied to the brake, head in her lap, just hunched like a dead guy. Holy hell. Sleeping Asian couple. Wow. A couple of sleepy Asians. That sounds like a, a Native American. Yes. Sleepy Asian couple. It was real weird. And the and the brake luckily applied. Yeah. I don't know if they're hammered or they've been drugged or what. Or they're both narcoleptic. Maybe narcs. Whoa. So we're like, well, this is kooky. And I'm laying on the horn. We're like, what the fuck? So anyways, we drive away. I drop off Henry, and uh, he gets out of the car. And then I'm like, and Canner's drunk. So he's like, we got to go back. We got to go back and see. Uh-huh. So we go back. They're still sitting there, asleep in the car. 
Canner calls 911. Oh, you don't want you don't think to tap on the wind? We or? tapped. Oh, you tapped. We went over there and tapped. We bat. We slapped. What? Yes, no budge, no movement. And they're not dead. No, not dead, I don't think, because his foot's applied to the thing. It wasn't in park. I don't know how no, because the brake lights are oh, lit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're brake lit. So he so Canner gets out and he's shit faced, by the way. And uh-huh. he's out in the middle of the street, he's kicking the car door. <laughs> and then he's like being funny because he's drunk. So he's yeah. at the dispatcher. He's like, I don't know, his his head's in her pussy. Ah right, like, right. I'm like you know, I'm like, come on, what do you do? But I'm sober, so I'm driving, so it's yeah. not a big deal. I haven't uh-huh. had a drink since the eighties. Right. So uh, he's hitting the thing, and he's like, yeah, yeah, he's like, I'm hitting it, they're stuck here, this is the intersection, the lady's like, okay, well, hang on, and uh, at one point I bumped him, I tried to look with my car, Whoa. I gave him a bump, tried to nudge him. This is quite an event. Yeah, it was a hell of an event. I made up the bump part, I didn't do the bump. Ah, uh, well, I appreciate coming clean. Yeah, what am I, what am I talking about? Uh, we joked about it. I appreciate it. But if you do the bump, they come awake, they drive out to the intersection. So we're just sitting there, yeah. so I put my hazards <laughs> on, we call the 911, we're like, I guess we'll just sit here, because yeah. He wants to be a hero, Canner. Right. I got this podcast breathing down my neck. Uh-huh. I got to get a story. Yeah. So I throw the hazards on. I put it in park, stick my feet out the window, and I'm like, let's wait to see what happens here. Potter. So here comes LA's bravest. Uh-huh. Not the finest. The bravest. The firemen come. Oh. And it's a big, woo, And it, the truck pulls up. But before that happens, this girl, it's a two-lane intersection. This girl in her car drives up behind us, pulls up real, I have my hazards on. We're stopped at a green light. In front of the car, this girl just pulls up like bumper to bumper behind me. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. I look in the rear view. She's eating food. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is this twat doing? So I rolled down the window. I'm, the wave, like, yes. go around. We're, Big wave. We're good Samaritans here. Yeah. Get out of here. Right. And she's like throwing her hands up like, what? What? And I'm like, why are you confused? Just go around. There's two cars stopped in the road. With a hazard. The hazard's on. Yeah. So she just stops behind us, so we're like, well, this is now getting to be a whole episode here. Oh, yeah. There's we a gotta... hot girl eating behind yeah. us. There's two sleepy Asians in the car in front of us. Huh. And there's two drunks in the car with me. So then the fire truck pulls up. The, the sirens are blaring. It's the whole thing. And these two, like, sexy firemen step right out of a calendar. Oh, baby. One was shirtless. Come on. He's wearing rubber pants, and they're, like, sexy, and they have the big... Triangle rubber stoppers. Yes. So they come over and they got to put the stoppers behind the wheel uh-huh. in case this person wakes up and takes off and kills them. Yeah. So they put the things in the wheel. We're just watching. We're good Samaritans here, waiting to you know say our part or whatever. And uh, they start banging with the the, the big the big flashlight, the yeah, mag light, the mag, and then big uh, dildo. They must have had a special way of knocking with a firefighter knock because the head pops right up. He's like, uh huh. And keeps the brakes applied. Wow. So I'm like, well, let's see what happens here. they got to be going to jail or something. He's drunk. So while we're sitting there, this third fireman gets out, and he's a, he's a fire old man. Oh, he's seen some things. Not to be confused with Gary Oldman. Uh, he's a fine actor. Yes, this is fi- an, an anti-Semite. Uh, is that right? I believe so. Oh, yeah. I can see it. Pretty noted, yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, this old man comes over, and he goes, come on, get the hell out of the way. And I was taken aback. I was like, what? To you? He, yes, to oh, me. You should talk He's to like, that cunt with the, with the nachos in the back. No. I'm like, I think that's why he was so mad at us, because now there's a pile of cars. Ah. And he goes, get the hell out of here. You're in the way. Jeez, take it easy, backdraft. And I was like, in the way? I was like, what? I, I, I was blown away. Yeah. I'm a hero. We called. We're heroes. You're here because of us. You're a zero. I'm a hero. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. I'm a hero. So I pull out. And uh, I'm like, this is absurd. I'm going to yell. And don't you think 
You'd want to do some investigating. Don't you want to go, do you know them? Yeah. How did you find them? Uh-huh. Did you drug them? Uh-huh. They want no statement. So I just pull away, and uh, as I was pulling away, I think you'll appreciate this, I go, hey, you're welcome, sir. Yeah! I'm saving your town! I know! I'm Batman over here! Batman! These people could have been driving around killing a family of eight. Then where would you be, old man? Uh-huh, yeah, it's time to hang up the spurs, dickless. And the boots, too? Yeah! Get out of my way. Fuck you, old-timer! Go slide down your pole, yeah, the sexy White guys. Hair. The sexy guys didn't. The shirtless sexy guy with the rubber boots. Yeah. He liked us. Well, we're going to fuck them and not you, geezer. <laughs> he was a bad geezer. Yeah. So I don't know how it ended, but I assume they went to jail or something. They must be drunk or crazy or something. Weird that he held the brake. Yeah, it was unbelievable because he could have just drifted right off into an L.A. intersection. Maybe they were both roofy. I don't know. That's a kooky tale. Weird. Yeah, Henry had a uh, theory that maybe they're cheap, but the guy, some guy roofied her drink, but they were sharing a drink. Oh. Because they're a cheap couple, but uh, boy, he was, uh, he was sleepy. <laughs> uh, that was a bit cheap, but whatever. I'll take it. But uh, hey, we got to wrap up here because yeah, uh, we well, got the thing and the other thing. All right. Well, if you know who that is, call in. If you're Asian and sleepy, call in. I want to hear about this. Yeah, it was very bizarre, but it was one of those L.A. stories, you know. Yeah, yeah. A night out on the strip, and then kooky sleepers, and probably one of the the wildest best days of my life. We had the the hot tub, the pool, the Burbank stroll, the smoothie, the bumping into uh, Vlad uh, El Camino, uh-huh. and. Then the uh, Conan and uh, the after party, the football game, the, the Sunset Strip, and the Sleepy Asian. That's all one day. One day. Damn, action packed. See, folks, you can have fun sober as long as you're on television. Yeah, it was uh, very exciting. But, uh, well, tune in next week, folks, because uh, Mark was out on the high seas with his black beard and zit. Oh, and I got uh, quite a yarn here. Oh, I bet you have a couple yarns. Yeah, and maybe herpes. But uh, tune in. It's gonna be fun, and uh, what, what are you gonna what do you got coming up? There, yeah, let's Fatty? plug a date or two because I got a whole bunch of dates. Yeah, uh, March second through the fifth, sixth, March two through six. I'm coming back to the uh, St. Louis Funny Bone out Ooh-wee. there in Westport, Missouri, and I'm bringing my uh, lovely lady Sarah Tallamash along to open. To open, yeah. Oh, fun! So come to that Side Splitters St. Patrick's Day weekend. Don't forget that one. <laughs> And then uh, back in D.C., April 1st and 2nd at the Big Hunt, once again with Sarah. We'll both oh, be there. Oh, fun. And then uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. I got the, what do you call that room there? Uh, jeez. Uh, 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 I know this. Grins. Grin, Dr. Grins. Dr. Grins. That's April 14th, 15th, and 16th. Dr. Grins. Hot damn. Grand Rapids, Michigan. And then uh, how about Morty's, Indianapolis, uh, the first weekend of May. But the big one, the big enchilada, the big cheese, you know it, you've heard about it. Tell a friend, February 27th, Buffalo Helium. We're recording that album for Comedy Central, and uh, they, they, I sense a little doubt in their hearts and minds that we were going to be able to put people in the seats. Oh. So let's prove them wrong, and come on out, everybody. February 27th, Buffalo. Go Bills. That's a biggie, folks. Get in there. I know a few people are already going to that. Oh, boy. Yeah. All right, check me out at Laugh Boston, February 4th through 6th. Then uh, come on and say hello to Wise Guys in Salt Lake City, February 19th and 20th. And then, uh, Lord knows, I need you at this uh, this room I'm doing in Charlottesville, Virginia, called The Southern. So if you know anybody who has no teeth and lives around there, probably fucks their cousin. Tell them about it. And uh, Laughing Skull, March 10th, 11th, and 12th. And that's in Atlanta. 
And uh, that's about, oh, Wiley's in Dayton on April 7th, 8th, and 9th. So, boy, I need you. Zany's in Nashville Friday the 15th and 16th of April. So come on up, folks. Keep listening. Tweet at us. Email us. Donate. And uh, rest in peace, Chipotle. Yeah, d- yeah. Don't donate it up. That's those are nice. The donations that helped. And yeah. uh, check out the uh, Facebook fan page. Tuesdays with Stories fan page. Comedian Joe List fan page. Mark Norman fan page. That stuff helps. Oh yeah, because people see that more than uh, the Twitter. Totally, totally. Oh, I was on a date recently, and a guy gave me the uh, "Hey, I love Tuesdays," and the girl's like, "Ooh, oh, really?" So that was nice. But then I was like, "Don't listen." Oh, boy. Yeah, she listens. That date is going to be done. All right. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, more from Mark next week. Sorry. Ah, it was fun. Toodaloo. Bye.